I don't mean to be so uptight But my heart's been hurt a couple times By a couple guys that didn't treat me right I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie Alexa, play Meant to Be Okay If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be Baby, just let it be If it's meant to be with Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Hot Corner Show on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with your host, Dr. Ray, the softball-playing chiropractor and the official chiropractor of ISPS, and Manuel T. Ferrero III, the commissioner of international slow-pitch softball. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS radio podcast channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the hot corner. All right, welcome in, everybody. Hello, hello. It's your host here, Dr. Ray, the softball playing chiropractor. want to welcome everybody into the hot corner here tonight. We've got a great show for you, as always. Uh, so let's go through the lineup. Uh, tonight we have a special guest, Jen Holt from We Are War Paint. Uh, we got a couple of events to go over with our co-host. And then our health topic of the night, of course, is going to be I don't know if you guys have seen this yet or not, but if, if not, you're in, in store for a little surprise here. Mr. Glass versus Iron Man. Why are some people able to avoid injury and, and others are more injury prone, uh, prone? Excuse me. And, of course, then we have our sports with the sports dork, uh, David Dwork from CBS4 Miami. We got a lot to catch up. A lot happened with the Dolphins. David's been out for a couple weeks. Uh, he had his wife's birthday. He was playing hockey. He had all kinds of stuff happening, but he should be back on with us here tonight. Um, and we just got a lot to go over. So hope you guys are ready for another great episode of the Hot Corner. Fantasy is in full swing. Baseball is over. Football, is, it's on. It's, it's happening. College football is going tons to talk about. If you guys want to be a part of the show tonight, uh, don't forget to call in. Our, our hotline is 347-637-3978. Again, for everybody out there listening, if you want to get in tonight, if you've got a question from Jen Holt from We Are War Paint, if you've got a question from Manny, um, if you got a question for me, go ahead and give us a call, 347-637-3978. Remember, you can always tweet us your questions as well, too, at Dr. Ray T, at ISPSO, at Manuel Ferrero with two R's and then one R at the end, and then at David Dwork again if you've got any of those Miami sports, especially Dolphins questions. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and keep things moving and introduce the co-host, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III. Manny, how are you doing tonight? Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ray. And let me tell you something, Dr. Ray. I don't know if it's because we're we're almost reaching our 200th episode, but, man, you're you're getting very good. You're getting very good at this uh, opening opening monologue session that you have here, Mr. David Letterman, sir. 
Oh, hey, well, you know, the opening monologue is, is always important. You got to catch people's attention. You got to get them going. I got to get a little laugh in there, you know. But, um, hey, man, appreciate it. I'm, I'm just trying to do my best here. Hopefully everybody out there is enjoying it as much as I am. I hear you, man. Wednesdays, uh, it's a great, great day for me. I, I always look forward to Wednesday nights, man. It's aside from uh, obviously the weekend, it's it's one of my favorite days. It's you know it's the <laughs> hot day. Um, Definitely. You know we're almost we're almost half we, we're halfway there. We're halfway there to the to the weekend. So I I love it, and yeah, we man. do the hot corn show here with you and and David Dwork and all these special guests. I love it. I love for Wednesday sure, night. man. Hey, man, we're halfway there. We're just living on a prayer, right? But um, what's been going on since uh, the last show, man? I've had a few things going on. What's been going on with you over there, my brother? I have been uh, on a little bit of uh, some vacation and business. I uh, I went up to Tampa. I made. I had some meetings for some volleyball actually volleyball is starting up pretty soon so um be on the lookout for that and also some ultimate frisbee which i know a lot of you have never even heard of what ultimate frisbee is but think of a uh like a hybrid sport of american football with basketball but with a frisbee so uh you know stay tuned for that and much, much more um, from 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 me, I guess, because uh, I'm the one overseeing everything, pretty much. Yeah, the man that makes it all happen. Like I said, the, the lion who who's made a lion, you know. But, um, well, man, listen, I'm glad that you're getting into it. Vacation is always good, especially when you can mix in a little bit of business as well, too. Um, speaking about business, I want to go ahead and give a shout-out and thank Nick from NickPages.com for coming on the show last week. Um, again, if you guys didn't hear the show, hit that archive, go back, listen to what Nick had to say, especially if you're a business owner, uh, because he spoke a lot about, uh, you know, how to get to be number one on Google, not only in your city, but in all the cities in the United States. So that was a great topic. Um, but we got a, we got another special guest here tonight, Manny. Um, so why don't we go ahead and take a quick break here. And uh, when we get back, we'll be talking with Jen Holt from We Are Warpaint. We'll be right back after this. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS radio podcast channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the hot corner. All right, all right. Welcome back in, everybody. And we are here right now with our special guest for the night, Miss Jen Holt. Jen, are you there? How are you doing tonight? I am. Hi, guys. I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure, of course. Another great job by Manny, bringing, uh, bringing another great special guest in for the listeners here from the Hot Corner. Uh, why don't you go ahead, Jen, and just tell us a little bit about you and, uh, more importantly, the reason why you're here. Tell us a little bit more about what is Warpaint. Yeah, thanks for asking. So uh, Warpaint is eye black in color. 
and I had the absolute pleasure to play for Cal State Fullerton. I was a catcher from 2000 to 2004, and in 2010, I actually went back to Cal State Fullerton to get my master's in sports psychology and biomechanics, and during that time, you gravitate to what you know, which is softball, and so I had the pleasure to hang around some really talented athletes and basically have a hand in coaching the next generation, and it was uh, here in Southern California where the athletes on the teams that I were coaching were, you know, taking eye black, smearing it across their faces, and then putting loose glitter on top of it and all these crazy colors. And essentially, it was at that point that We Are War Paint was born. It was the idea that, you know, eye black hadn't evolved beyond function. It hadn't evolved to be an expression piece, which is obviously something we as athletes and competitors are extremely in tune to. So, yeah, We Are War Paint has been a year old, and I'm so thrilled, obviously, to be sharing it with you guys and talking about it tonight. Awesome. Awesome. Jen, this is uh, Manny, and thank you again for coming on the show. Um, Jen, tell us, what is your main responsibility over there at at We Are War Paint? Oh, my gosh. I wear a lot of hats. I Trust me, when I went back to get my master's, there wasn't exactly uh, the left turn on owning a company, an iBlack company in general. So it has been a crash course in everything small business from you know, making the product. It, how do you make iBlack? Where do you make it? What colors do you make? What should it look like? So I literally have a hand in all of that development, and then I am the main face of getting it out there and letting, you know, athletes as a whole know that this exists. So I have long days, just like both of you. So just like you with volleyball and ultimate frisbee and softball. <laughs> it's a lot of business and a lot of pleasure. Well, man, that's, I tell you what, you're you're speaking my language in in a couple ways in more than one way here. Um you know, as far as as far as I'm concerned, I was always, you know, it's funny, I, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, not to take a spotlight away from We Are War Paint, but I think it plays in perfectly with this. I remember my uh, my first time playing varsity football. Uh, my school colors, I played for Miami Palmetto, Go Panthers, a little plug right there for everybody here in Miami. But um, I went out to the first day of practice, and I had two different color sanitaries on, and they were split up by, you know, a different wristband around my around my calf. And then I had the Under Armour you know, with all the different colors. And and the only thing that I was missing was war paint. I mean, I would have loved to have some navy and some gray or something like yeah. that that I could have, you know, put under my <laughs> yeah. eyes or something. You know? yes. And, and I'm there, I mean, I would have loved it. I mean, coach, you know, coach was like, Thomas, I hope you play as good as you look, damn it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if I had some war paint, I think I might have been able to convince him a little bit more. But um, oh, You, you know, are I pulling did. at my heartstrings as a whole right now because I'm in exactly in the same boat as you are, which was, you know, what existed for us at the time was, you know, your kind of standard black. And for me, being a female and, you know, playing at Cal State Fullerton, of course, Cal State Fullerton is well known for their baseball. And so I was a catcher. So I was always looking for ways to have that feminine, fierce combination, which is, don't be wrong, I want to get business done, but I want to look good doing it. And trust mm-hmm. me, the the eye black that was available to me at that time, unfortunately, just wasn't conducive to sweat, you know, it running into my catcher's mask. I mean, I mean, you should have seen some of the faces when I pulled off my mask and I was pretty much a fright when you have that running down your chin and I'm like, ah, 
I don't really think the baseball guys think this is the most attractive look at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah, like like you, I, I unfortunately <laughs> fell short. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, looking like a ninja turtle is one thing, you know, but, yeah, having eye black running down your neck is not exactly the look I was going for. So For sure. For sure. Yeah, well, so I, I love you hearing one. you say that, though, because uh, basically you're hitting everything that – it took me a minute to kind of get on board and pull myself out of this kind of tunnel vision of what eye black is about. Because when the girls started to put glitter on their eye black, and I got to give a shout out to Mount Sac Softball um, in Walnut in Southern California, these were the girls that were paving a new path for me. And I remember vividly I pulling a girl's jersey aside and I pulled her in and I just said, "You do know the function of eye black, right?" And she just looks at me without hesitation with that little 19-year-old swag. And she goes, Coach, it's not eye black. It's my war paint. And she walks away. And it was at that moment where I was like, oh, my goodness. This is why I dig females. A little bit of swag, a little bit of edge, and a little bit of, you know, starting trends. Now, we never got as far as the uh, <laughs> the wristband, you know, around the calf or whatnot. But maybe that's something we can incorporate moving forward. I'm not sure. But, uh yeah, it was just such a beautiful moment where I realized, man, I needed a girl like that to show me there is a bigger piece to this as a whole. So, yeah, here we are. <laughs> but then, Jen, you are. just mentioned the functionality of, of eye black. For those of our listeners who have no clue what eye black is, why don't you explain it and, and what the actual function of it is? Yeah. Oh, gosh, great question. So the idea behind eye black and the color black underneath your eyes is to reduce the glare of the sun when you obviously are playing outdoor sports. But as we kind of know it moving forward nowadays, it's become an identity piece. It's become a part of how you prepare to compete and how you choose to obviously show a certain exterior when you're competing. And so, you know, it's this beautiful thing that started as, you know, function, I have a problem with the sun, I have a problem with glare, what could I do to alleviate that to, okay, how can I make this my own? How could I smear this on my face so I have a little bit more edge when I'm going up against a big competitor? And so it was just this natural step that just seemed so obvious to go, okay, if we have the function piece taken care of, great. Where is the expression piece? Why am I limiting myself to only black because clearly athletes and competitors are taking it beyond that function piece. Well, I tell you what, I got a I got another question for you and I, and I know that you know you can't give away too much information on this, but um what what is eye black, you know, made out of? Is it easy to take off, you know, because as you mentioned before, um sometimes it runs, you know, and I think that that's why sometimes you see people with these pasties and and these kinds of things on there too, but to me, that just gets annoying to have a sticker on the face, and when you sweat too, it just you know. I, I don't really like the whole sticker thing. I did like the the, uh, the eye black, but as you mentioned, it can run a little bit. Um, how does yours compare to the traditional, uh, you know, eye black? And is it made similarly, you know, or do you just put different colors in there? You know, um, are there any differences at all as far as that goes? Yeah, definitely. And yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, you asked a lot of really great questions in there. I mean, first and foremost, when, you know, I had this, you know, be in my bonnet and I was chewing on this idea that, 
you know, the eye black and color felt so obvious why hadn't anybody done it yet. And what I realized, though, I had the absolute pleasure to play Division One, to play with, you know, future Olympic athletes that if I was going to put a product out initially into, you know, the environment that I adore and I love, it had to be quality first and foremost. So at that point, I just became voracious about researching information. What is iBlack, right? What goes into it? You know, what are some of the issues that I have? How could I, you know, tweak the formula in a way that makes it, you know, easy to put on, has longer staying power, has the function piece, and then it's easy to come off. And what I did is I ended up working closely with a uh, cosmetic filling company we ended up breaking down the ingredients of eye black as a whole and then from there we ended up playing with your main ingredients which is just beeswax and light mineral oil or your basic two main ingredients in any eye black that you're going to find and then from there for us to get color we just add organic compounds to get the color vibrancy that we're looking for but you've got to start with a great foundation like anything so it was a matter of me being able to have basically a higher beeswax content in my product, so you had that easy, smooth glide that was on your skin that gave you that ability to repel sweat more efficiently, and most importantly, that it comes off of your skin and out of your uniforms easily, because at the end of the day, you know, my demographic ranges anywhere from eight-year-olds all the way, you know, to competitors that are still playing, you know, slow pitch and ultimate frisbee in their 40s, and uniforms are expensive. I can't have an $8 product ruining a $100 uniform. So... I worked really hard to make sure that I could check off all of those boxes because at the end of the day, this is something that makes sense. Any 14-year-old could pick this up, find their colors, put them on, and they get it. But at the end of that, you know, that day or that tournament, it's the parent that's going home and washing that uniform. I don't need to make their day any harder. So I had to make sure that this product not only was quality, but that it was obviously perfect to be used when competing and was easily removed when you guys were able to take off uniform in your day of being an athlete and just got to be a regular kid again. So that was important to me, and I grinded at it for about a year until we got it right. And then at that point, it was just launch time go. How do I let everybody know that this is out there? Now, Jen, um, I got a, I got two questions for you. Going back to function, um, the darker the shade of the color, the better it, it reflects the glare. And number two, what's the most popular color? That is such a great question. You're absolutely correct that the darker the color, that's where the function piece lives. As soon as we start getting into, you know, we have a hot pink that's really, really hot right now due to October and breast cancer awareness. We have um, blue, we have purple, we have orange. As soon as you start getting into those colors, unfortunately, we start to move away from the function piece and we start to be more about the expression piece, which I've seen really interestingly enough do really well on either side, which is I love my athletes that simply just want to order a quality black and they just kind of want to be classic. I love it. I get it. And then I have those other athletes that are definitely a bit more bold and a bit more over the top with showing their team pride and, you know, wanting that little bit of edge when they compete. So right now we offer eight colors. What we offer seven colors and one shimmer. And what I had, I didn't want to take away that glitter that these girls were doing because there's something about girls and wanting a little bit of bling. And so I ended up working, again, with a cosmetic company to put a safe-grade shimmer in the base of eye black. And so 
right now, it kind of depends on where you are in the country. I had the pleasure to do a really killer uh, softball tour over the summer that lasted six weeks and ended up going to eight different states. And, you know, when I'm in Texas, orange is huge. And when I'm in my, my, my southern states, I have a lot of red, white, and shimmer that do well. But it's, I tell you, red does well, blue does well, black does well, pink does well. Pretty much if, you know, you have a team, I can have a color combination. And as you guys know, look how many colors you guys have and the ISPS and the combinations you see, it's pretty infinite. So I'm lucky that across the board it does well with each color depending on, you know, where I ship them out to. I'm looking at this uh, this picture of one of your models that we just um, we just posted on Instagram. You could you could use both. You know you could use some black for the glare, and then you could use some other colors to you know accentuate the, your your individual style or or your team colors or whatever. I think it goes both ways. You can mix and match. Yeah, I know exactly, and I love hearing you talk like that because. Exactly what uh, Dr. Ray was talking about earlier, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the sticker eye blocks either because you're so limited to your expression piece, right? You have, you know, it might be one inch and, you know, width and a half an inch and height and, and that's what you get. But all of our faces are different. All the different ways that you want to express yourself is different. So just like you said, I have athletes that are intensely proud about making sure that their colors are represented not only in their uniforms but on their faces but then i also have the athletes that are just classic and i just want a great black swipe and it was just so nice to give the freedom of choice back to the consumer you know i i I don't need to tell you how to wear it i don't need to tell you how thick to wear it how thin to wear it what combos to wear you're going to make that choice and you are going to define the face of this company based on how you use it and that's been the coolest thing then I've been able to witness, just like you said on Instagram, that we have followers adding every day and people posting pictures showing us how they do, you know, their designs, which is then impacting, you know, who knows, the next kid that follows Instagram that says, oh, I like what that girl did. I want to do it, you know? It's just in this really neat snowball effect in grassroots marketing. Definitely. All right, Jen, well, listen, we want to really thank you for coming on the show here tonight. Um you know, before we move on to the next segment here, I want you to let everybody know again where they can follow you. Uh, tell them your website. Tell them about all that. And um, hey, listen, if there's ever any any new anything new coming out with We Are War Paint or any you know updates, we'll we'd love to have you come back out on the show here. And uh, you know, like I said, for me and and I see a whole bunch of guys out there too. We got the sleeves from ISPS, and everybody's got all these crazy colors now in softball. So. I think it's something that that's pretty cool and something that could really, you know, catch on like wildfire. So let everybody know where they, where they can find more out about We Are War Paint and where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, so you can find us at wearewarpaint.com, and it is We Are War Paint for Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Periscope. We Are War Paint everything. And just to let everybody know, I believe that you guys are also selling it on your side at ISPS with a little bit of discount. So definitely go check that out there. But if you want to come directly to the website, we also have uh, free shipping always to anybody that buys our product. So I hope everybody enjoys, and I so appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with me today. 100%, 100%, Jen. Again, thanks for coming on. 
Um, and hey, listen, like I said, hopefully we'll be talking to you soon because it sounds like you're uh, you're always innovating and you're always coming up with some new things. So again, thanks for coming on here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break right here. And when we get back, we're going to have a quick update with some of the ISDS news and some of the upcoming tournaments. And of course, the famous joke of the week. Listen in to Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III each and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the International Slow Pitch Softball Radio Podcast Channel at ISPSRadio.com. And, and thank you very much to uh, Jen Holt from We Are Working and to Dr. Ray for this quick segment for the ISPS event. Uh, this weekend we have a 40 and over team men's division softball tournament over at Coconut Creek, uh, Coconut Creek, Florida at Tradewind Park. And also a men's lower division at the uh, team park. Then our next tournament is the ISPS World Championships, which I believe we have uh, close to or more than 50 teams already signed up for that. That's November 6th through the 8th um, at Mill Pond Softball Complex in Fort Lauderdale. Also, that same weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, we are having the 5th Annual Johnny Garcia Memorial Tournament at Esteban Park in Phoenix, Arizona, for the uh, western side of the uh, ISPS nation. And then down at the Keys on November 14th in Tavernier, Florida, and the Florida Keys at Harry Harris Park. We're having a Super D softball tournament hit my stick, powered by Louisville Slugger. And Dr. Ray, are you ready for this week's um, joke of the week. I'm always ready, man. Hit me with it. All right. Dr. Ray, is there a softball in heaven? Two old women have been best friends for years, and they both live to their early 90s. When one of them suddenly falls deathly ill, her friend comes to visit her at her bedside, and they're reminiscing about their long friendship when the dying woman friend when the dying woman's friend asks, listen, when you die, do me a favor. I want to know if there's softball in heaven. The dying woman said, we've been friends for years. This I'll do for you. And then she dies. A couple of days later, her surviving friend is sleeping. When she hears her friend's voice, the voice says, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. The good news is, is that there is softball in heaven. The bad news is you're pitching on Wednesday. You're on the team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the bad news is you just made the roster. <laughs> oh, man, that was a good one right there. That was a good one. You see, that's what it's all about. You build it up, you yeah, hit him with the punchline. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Thank you to My Town yeah. Tutors. Check them out, mytowntutors.com. They have... The uh, best softball jokes of all time. So uh, thank you, Dr. Ray, for that uh, quick little segment. Do you want to go to a commercial before we go to the um, health topic? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, why don't we go ahead and take a quick commercial break here, and we'll get into the health topic brought to you by Frontier Spine and Healthcare. 
Frontier Spine and Healthcare brings you the cutting edge in healthcare with all the newest research and techniques in natural medicine. Although many people share the same symptoms, they all have them for different reasons. Using thorough physical examination and the newest technology in diagnostic testing, we can truly discover why you have the symptoms you do. Remember that good doctors know what you have, but great doctors know why. Call 786-353-HEAL or click www.353heal.com to schedule your appointment and experience the future of medicine today. Predictive, preventive and personalized. Frontier Spine and Healthcare. Area code 786-353-HEAL or www.353heal.com. Alrighty, and we are back, and it is time for my favorite subject, and that is the health topic. So tonight we're going to be talking about something that, you know, especially in the sports world, we see literally all the time. I mean, there are some guys, you know, you, you stay away from them in fantasy. There are some guys that, you know, you just like, oh, man, this guy's so good if he can stay healthy, you know. So there's there's the glass man and the iron man, right? So Mr. Glass. Um, these are guys like, well, you know, let's take a look right now. So, for example, Giancarlo Stanton, right, right here in Miami. Awesome athlete. Guy's amazing with the community, all kinds of stuff. One of the best players, young player, huge future ahead of him, everything, you know. But he has yet to play, I think, over 120 games in a season or something like that. I mean, it's like he's hurt every year somehow, some way, there's something that goes wrong. Um, you know, and then let's let's take a little jet ride up to Chicago where I was this past this past weekend. Um we got Derek Rose. We got another guy who's seems like he's always injured, you know. Uh it's the knee, it's the face, it's the this, it's the that, you know? Um it's the bone, it's this, it, you know, there's always injuries that are happening, you know, and then let's go back to a former Marlin, Josh Johnson, you know, awesome pitcher. But hurt every single year you know it's like you draft Josh Johnson you get a complete game shut out the first week of the season you're like all right I made a great and then he's hurt for the whole rest of the year right so why does this happen where there's some guys that you know never miss a game like uh you know big shout out actually to uh Chris Myers who played center uh for the Houston Texans had a great career over there just retired this past year but he was the center on my high school football team as well too and he never missed a game, never missed a practice. I don't think he missed a game almost the entire NFL career that he had. So why are there some guys don't get hurt? Why is there some guys where you look at them and they'll, it'll look like their knee will get turned around and those guys are right back in there and they're right back at it. You know, Calvin Johnson, why is he always hurt? You know, what's going on with these guys? So there's a couple things. Um, number one, and this is something that is just kind of starting to come out, um, but there's actually some genetics that are starting to be tied into what's going on with uh, people that have frequent injuries. Um, as a matter of fact, one of these factors is the production of collagen. Now, collagen is the main component of tendons and ligaments, but it also is what gives bones their strength. So certain people do not make collagen as efficiently as other people based on their genetics. 
So there's actually a, a gene, and, and you guys have heard me talk about these gene SNPs before. Um, these, these, this gene SNP called the COL1A1 was represented in a large group of athletes who suffered traumatic ACL injuries. Um, those who had torn their ACL were actually four times as likely as the uninjured study subjects to have a blood relative who had the same injury, suggesting that the genetics were somewhat responsible for this. And this is a study actually that was, that was published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine in 2009. All right, and there's been other studies on this as well too that have shown that collagen production has been decreased in people who are getting more often injured. Um, even soft tissue injuries have been associated with this, like Achilles tendon ruptures. Why does it look like all of a sudden some guy just gets, you know, sniped and all of a sudden he goes down, you know? Um, it, it, it's, a, it's kind of a crazy thing, but they've actually narrowed it down to the TT genotype um, of the COL1A1 gene. So believe it or not, this is actually something that we can test for in my office using 23andMe.com we can run and we can get a whole panel of all the different genes. We can actually break down your whole entire genome and as new information about what these genes actually do and what they represent come out, we can continue to deliver this type of information to you guys. So if you have multiple soft tissue injuries, tendon in injuries, ligament injuries, there's a chance that you may have the COL1A1 gene and if that's the case, there's a lot that can actually be done in order to help with this. Now, again, collagen being part of muscle, tendon, ligament, bone, this is everything that you can pretty much injure, you know, in, in a sport-related uh, activity. So if you do have this gene, and there's other factors as well too, like how well you handle sugar, how much inflammation is going on in the body, mentally, you know, once you suffer one of these injuries, there's a lot that can go into that, and we're going to touch on that next. But when it comes to collagen, there's a lot that can be done for this. So vitamin C helps with collagen production. There's also some other natural supplements, um, hyaluronic acid. Um, shark cartilage is actually something that has been shown to, uh, to increase collagen as well too. But more importantly, it's actually regulating inflammation on a cellular level. So there's these NLOCs receptors and inhibitors and chemo uh, kind of signalers within the body, and they basically tell us whether to be inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. So just to give you guys an idea, if I were to say a burger and fries versus, uh, you know, grilled fish and a salad with olive oil, which one, Manny, would you think would be inflammatory and which one do you think would be anti-inflammatory? Anti-inflammatory, the salad, and the Egg. the other one is, right? Exactly. Exactly. So the salad and the fish, because the fish have good fat. You know, uh, there's there's low amounts of sugar. So what causes inflammation in the body? Bad fats and and simple sugars. So these things cause inflammation as well as toxins, of course. All right. So inflammation is something that's regulated on a cellular level and people's genetics also change with, with to a certain degree as far as how much inflammation they express as well too. So you know those people that you see and it's just like, man, they look way older than they really are. Those people do not handle stress well. They don't build collagen well. They, they don't regulate inflammation well. And these people probably have a higher injury uh, probability when it comes to a sports-related activity. So again, these are all things that can be done as far as 
de- you know, determining. If you've got a kid and you want to know if he's got more of a chance to get injured, we can test for the COL, COL1A1 gene, and then we can administer collagen, shark cartilage, methyl sulfonyl, uh, sulfamine. There's, there's multiple things that can be done in order to help with collagen production and making sure that we can help those genes express as healthily as they can. Now, another side of this, okay, besides what's happening on a cellular level, is also, I think, a mental component. And Manny and I kind of touched on this uh, a little bit earlier in the conversation. But, Manny, why don't you go ahead and talk about your kind of point of view here on what happens with athletes once they suffer one of these injuries? I think it gets to their head. Um, Let's take, for instance, Let's say you 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 injure one of your lower extremities, one of your legs, make it your knee or your ankle or anything. You're you're not gonna make cuts like you used to, especially on that side or that leg. You're gonna overcompensate or undercompensate, and and that I think causes uh, problems. Maybe on that same side, maybe in another in another side, or you're not going as hard. You might get, you know, injured easier. Who knows? I, I just think it's all it, it, not all of it, but a majority of it is mental. Uh, you know, and I, I agree with you completely. You know, when you start to think too much, that's normally when things go wrong. You know, and I've had multiple people tell me, you know, when it comes to playing sports. You know, don't think about it because you're going to mess it up. Just, you know, you practice with your mind, you play with your heart. You know, that, that was actually on the back of my shirt in, in uh, baseball over there at Palmetto. You practice with your mind and you play with your heart because if you do it over over and over in practice and you think about it in practice, when it comes to game time, it just happens. You know, I, like, for example, this weekend, and this has nothing to do with uh, with sports, but I was doing a practical and I did a head and neck exam on a patient and, you know, the the proctor for the examination asked me, well, if the tongue deviates to the left, you know, what does that mean when you're testing the cranial nerves? And I was like, oh, well, it's a hypoglossal nerve. And I, I, there, I don't remember studying that. It just came to my mind. It was just years and years of just the same thing over and over and learning it and studying it and practicing it. And when it was time, I needed it. And it's the same thing. But a lot of these uh, athletes that suffer these, you know, really significant traumatic injuries like like uh like a Kevin Ware, you know, I mean he just landed and his his leg broke through his skin. I mean, that's a traumatic injury. I would be scared to jump and land every single time after that too. And and so you start to change the way you do things. And I think that that can really have a big change um on your on your ability to, to get injured, um, unfortunately. So there's a couple things. It's it's never just one thing and that's the way that, that I always tell my patients as well too. It's never just one thing. It's usually a multifactorial issue. And, uh, you know, when it comes to this, we can see that there's actually some genetic contributing factors and, and also possibly some, some mental factors, as Manny mentioned. So, you know, when it comes to Mr. Glass versus the Iron Man, you know, the Iron Man's probably got a little bit better of a genetic setup, but that doesn't mean that there isn't anything that you can't do about it. And that's the great thing about precision, medica- about precision medicine and testing genetics, where there's so many things that we can see. But the biggest thing is, guys, remember, whatever the genetics say, don't mean that you have to end up that way. If everybody in your family has heart disease, it does not mean that you have to get heart disease unless you do everything. Those family members did as well, too. You know, so, again, some people can get away with a little bit more. Some people don't have that luxury. But understand.
understanding what your body does on a cellular level is something that we can help you out with and something that we can help you not only predict but also prevent these types of injuries and situations from happening. So um, I'm glad we got to talk about this a little bit tonight. we still got a whole bunch to get to here on the show. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and uh, take a quick break right here, and when we get back, we can get on the line with our sports dorks and we can start to talk a little bit of NFL Dolphins heater coming up. They're starting to do some fantasy football. we got so much to talk about. We'll be right back in just a minute. Frontier Spine and Healthcare brings you the cutting edge in healthcare with all the newest research and techniques in natural medicine. Although many people share the same symptoms, they all have them for different reasons. Using thorough physical examination and the newest technology in diagnostic testing, we can truly discover why you have the symptoms you do. Remember that good doctors know what you have, but great doctors know why. Call 786-353-HEAL or click www.353heal.com to schedule your appointment and experience the future of medicine today. Predictive preventive and personalized frontier spine and healthcare area code 786-353-HEAL or www.353heal.com and now the moment you've all been waiting for it's sports with the sports dork live right now on the ISPS radio network with sports news and entertainment for all you dorks out there Follow him on Twitter at David Dwork and call the show now at 347-637-3978 and ask the Dwork anything. Nothing's off topic. And now, the sports Dwork, David Dwork. All right, and we are back in the game here. Um, and we should have David with us. Dave, you there, my man? Yes, I am here. All I'm gonna right. start calling him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start calling. <laughs> you know what, man? It feels like we're back, like to our regular show right now. Everything is like right in the world again. It's been a couple of weeks. We missed you, my yeah. man. How was everything? Yeah, you, you had some fun with your wife's birthday and everything. Yeah, man, it, it, it's been a it's been a fun couple of weeks. I had uh, the wife's birthday. My cousin got married, so we went up to North Florida. So we've been busy, but um, but yeah, it's been good, man. And uh, and after the Dolphins game last week, everything's really good. Yeah, hundred percent, man. What a what a crazy what a crazy debut for uh, Mr. Dan Campbell. I mean, that was just awesome. What is your What's your kind of biggest takeaway? I mean, what do you think was was the biggest contributing factor to that? Was it was it him firing everybody up? I mean, what what do you think? I mean, him firing everybody up and getting everybody motivated and ready to, you know, start the opening kickoff 150 miles per hour. I mean, that's certainly a big factor. But I think also as much as what he did to pump up the players is good, you have to also keep in mind what him and his, you know, revamped coaching staff did in that game. They got back to the basics with everything, and it's amazing how well they did with just doing that. You know, you had your – yeah, Deion Sims back, which was big, because now you got both tight ends out there helping blocking. The run game got going, which, you know, if we saw Lamar Miller in the preseason and during training camp, you saw that he's looking more explosive than ever, which was – it just befuddled me why they weren't giving him the ball. 
So you got Miller getting 19 carries. The defensive line was let loose, not having to worry about any silly, you know, blocking schemes or trying to be in this spot at this time. Just forget all that crap and run after the quarterback. Do what you, you know, were brought up playing football doing. Don't worry about where you need to be. Or you got to, you know, stunt behind this guy or do whatever. And, uh, I mean, it really showed. They still have a couple weaknesses. The secondary is, you know, it needs some help. But the talent on the defensive line can help to keep away from the secondary, not give the quarterback enough time to get the ball out there. So, you know, we saw a very nice glimpse of what this team can be. So now the question is going to be, you know, can it last? Will, you know, the players continue to be this pumped up from Dan Campbell throughout the rest of the season? Or is there going to be some kind of a drop-off, which uh, is what, Brian Billick was saying on the local radio earlier today that eventually guys go back to their true colors. So, you know, it, up until up until we find out, we're not going to know. But for the time being, uh, it was great to see last week, and I think we're going to see a very similar effort this week against the Texans, who the Dolphins have never beat. Uh, and, you know, Miami's really going to want to get back to 500 before they go into that crazy road gauntlet three games that are coming up. So, you know, I'm excited to see what happens on Sunday. So are we beating the Texans on Sunday or what? They've really never beat the Texans? No, 0-7 against the Texans all time. Wow, man, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and the first few of those losses were like by a – I think the first four or five losses were by a combined total of like six points. It was some crazy number where like every game that we were playing against them was like a close nail-biting game that they just managed to come out on top at the end. Um, but I think this is the week that Miami finally gets in the win column. Houston has not looked very good this year, constantly alternating between Brian Hoyer and Ryan Mallett. Um, you know, Hoyer looked good last week after stealing Mallett's job the week before when he got injured for one play. That was one of the craziest things I ever saw. The guy gets hurt, goes out for one play, and loses the starting quarterback job. So there's a lot going on in Houston right now. Um, they, they still have a crazy D-line with J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney and Vince Wilfork. So, you know, they're going to provide a test. Miami's going to have to play, you know, just as well as they did against the Titans. But uh, I think that they will do that. And I think today, or on Sunday, rather, Miami gets off the schneid against these stingy Texans. Yeah, I, uh, I believe it, man. The only bright spot right now in Houston, I think, is DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, well, you know, Arian Foster's been solid since he's came back as well, too. But, uh, man, it, it is rough over there. So, But then again, I mean, we, you know, we were projected to, to beat a lot of people coming up to this point. I mean, you know, we're supposed to be almost undefeated at this point. So, uh, hopefully Dan Campbell will, you know, keep the fire going. I mean, what a what a crazy just turnaround by our defensive line. Did we quadruple our sack output for the whole entire year in just one game? I don't know the correct word for what they did to their sack total. I know they had one coming in, and they had seven going out. So whatever the <laughs> sticks version of quadruple is is what they did. You know, it was, it was great to see. Uh, I think the I think the word for that is sextuple, as a matter of fact. So uh, I love yeah. that. So sextupled their sack total. That just sounds amazing. I love that. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> That's just great, man. We we definitely sextupled our our sack total. That's great, man. Um, all right. Well, I'm extremely I'm extremely happy about that. Now, uh, we we're all tied up here on our Thursday night little uh, little duo here. So why don't we get to this a little bit early? 
Um, what are your guys' projections here for uh, for our Thursday night game this week? So what do we got? Uh, San, San Francisco, Seattle. Is that what it is? I believe so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll kick it off, and you know, I, I'm going with Seattle for sure. That's a team that is playing with a huge chip on its shoulder right now. You know, they're they're trying to bounce back from that tough start. Looked like they were on a nice little run, and then last week, they, the way that they lost at home to the Carolina Panthers with that last-minute uh, long touchdown to Greg Olson, you know they're going to come out fired up. And, I mean, San Francisco, they, they've looked good maybe like a fifth of the season if we're going to keep with these, you know, fractional numbers and funny things like that. So I'm, I'm definitely going with the Seahawks. I'd be shocked if uh, San Francisco wins. But then again, last week the Saints beat the undefeated Falcons, so – Anything can happen, but I'm, I'm sticking with the Seahawks. Yeah, we were all wrong about that one. And I'm going to go ahead and jump in before Manny does so that I can go ahead and put him in a tough position. But I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> pick Seattle as, as well, too, here. Um, and hopefully Manny will, you know, be man enough to pick, uh, you know, the, the 49ers here. Because last week I told him, hey, man, go against the grain. Do it. You know, he could have been winning right now. But, uh, you know, but he didn't. So let's see what Manny does this week. Manny, who are you going for? I'm going for Seattle, bro. What's wrong with you? Bro? Oh, of course. <laughs> um, of course you are. Of course. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to be smart about this. And, and besides, you know, San Francisco's not going to beat Seattle tomorrow. Come on. Yeah, nobody outside I mean, of uh, the middle of California is going to be pitching San Francisco. And they show that map of the United States, and they have one color for Seattle and one color for San Francisco going to be all blue or green or whatever Seattle color they use. Nobody's going to pick San Francisco. They've looked awful. Yeah, I can believe that. Go ahead, Manny. What were you saying? Sorry to interrupt you, Dr. Ray, but I was was going to ask David, since we haven't spoken to him, what did he think about the uh, UMFSU game? (laughs) Oh, man. I, I mean, it was a fun game to watch, for sure. It was nice to see the Canes competing and, you know, being right there with the lead uh, against the FSU team. And, you know, they're not as good as they were the last couple of years with Jameis Winston. Still a really good team. So, you know, it was, it's nice to see Miami, you know, play right there with them. You know, it sucks that they did what they always do, which is blow it. But, I mean, you know, as I'm saying this, I'm just thinking to myself, they're always, you know, right there. You know, they're always getting that moral victory. And I'm just so tired of that, though. I mean, I'm sure Manny agrees with me. It's like I'm over this. It, I think it's pretty clear that the Canes aren't going to go anywhere with Al Golden and Mark D'Onofrio and James Coley and that staff. So, uh, you know, I think it's time to clean house before guys, like, really start shying away from the youth. Yeah, man, I, I well, wish listen. we would have – I wish we would have gotten – you know, demolished by like 30 or 40 points, man, instead of losing by just five because, you know, that just buys Al Golden a few more games here and there. You know what I mean? Jesus. Yeah. Well, listen, last time, you know, we all asked for somebody to get fired. It happened the next week. So who knows? Maybe <laughs> Miami will <laughs> Maybe Miami will blow it this week, and who knows, who knows what will happen. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm telling you uh, – it seems like we're we're always predicting the future here on the hot corner. Um, you know, last time we asked for the Philbin firing, and literally it was the next week. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But I I would like to see Al Golden stay at the U as long as possible. Um, yeah, of course you would. 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Actually, listen, I, I am actually a UM fan 100% because what what do I love more than an FSU matchup is two Miami FSU matchups. And how great would it be to see those guys playing in the ACC championship every single year? I mean, it would just be amazing. You have a rematch. You know, you won the battle, but we won the war, this and that. I mean, it used to be that the winner of the UM-FSU game was in the national championship, you know, uh, and now yeah. it's like, oh, well, we, we don't even get college game. College game day was in Utah this week. I mean, that week. I mean, you know, that's just despicable to me, man. So I, I, I'm tired of it, too. I would like to see the U come back to relevance, um, you know, as a fan of the rivalry more than anything. Um, I think it's one of the best rivalries around, and it's just almost not even relevant anymore. So hopefully we can make some changes there in the uh, in the future there. I'd love to see that more than anything. But while we're on the fantasy subject, why don't we go ahead and talk about that a little bit? Manny, you, yeah, let's uh, talk. you put a you put a little bit of a hurting on me last week, my friend. Now I actually forgot to check. I forgot to check my lineup uh, last week, but it's no excuse. You would have, you would have, you would have beat me. You would have beat me anyway. <laughs> you would have beat me anyway. The only guy. Well, I mean, I don't know. I had Greg Olson with twenty-eight points on the bench, and LaShawn McCoy with seventeen on the bench. Um, and you know, I, I had Owen Daniels in there with four, and. Uh, you know, I had uh, Chris Johnson in there with five who, you know, I definitely would have made a change. But you you scored 150. So uh, you beat me by, you know, like 53 points. I, I don't think that I would have been able to make that up um, even with the, the, you know, amount of points that I had on the bench. So great week by you, man. And, and you picked up Brian Hoyer and started him, and he got 30 points. I mean, Manny, what, was, what were you thinking when you, when you started Brian Hoyer? That's what I want to know. What do you mean? What was I thinking, bro? I was listen. I was looking for a replacement for Taylor, who had just gone down. Ben is, Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> is on my bench. He's hurt, so I was like, I was scrambling, scrambling. Oh, Hoyer's available. All right, let's put in Hoyer. There you go. Here you go, kid. Knock him down. And boom, thirty points. And then he was. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Dr. Ray. Many, like, I have the no same problem. situation on my team, bro. Like, I've got Roethlisberger, I had Tyrod Taylor, and I have, I was so screwed last week that I had to play with no tight end just because I've got Roethlisberger and Des Bryant sitting on my bench, can't drop them, can't drop uh, whoever, whoever was on a bye week last week. I can't remember. I started uh, Karchandrick West, which, you know, that was that turned out to go great, too. So it's like I was just snake bitten so bad last week, but Manny, it's nice we have the same issues, bro. And yet you won because you picked up Brian Hoyer. So go figure. <laughs> yeah, that would have not been my uh, that would have not been my top pick. But I guess when you know you're getting down to the third string quarterback, um, you know sometimes you got to do what you got to do there. So good job, Manny, man. Kudos to you and a nice win last week. Uh, the league is really starting to kind of take some shape here. Um, and I don't like the shape of it. I'm in the bottom half here. I'm I'm sitting there at two and four right now, um, in tenth place in my own listener league. I mean, come on, what the heck is going on here? But I will say that it's still pretty early in the season. We still got a lot of time left. You know, there's three teams at two and four. We got four teams at three and three. Uh, we got two teams at four and two, and two at five and one. And then of course we've got the guy who drafted four quarterbacks in the first six rounds at zero and six. So, you know, that's not a surprise uh, to, to many <laughs> to many people. But um, 
I think the biggest surprise right now is that Manny only has five moves. Manny, talk to me about this, man. What's going on? You're not like shaking down your your lineup every week. What what's changed? Um, I can't. I can't. I got too many, uh, you know, non-droppable guys. I can't be messing around. This is. It's a different animal, Dr. Ray. This isn't baseball. Baseball's long. Uh, fantasy football, you 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 rely a lot on your draft, man. So you you know you pick your draft and you go with it. You just pick up here and there. You release here and there, but you got to stay with your core. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man, that's the tough part about football. Like. Right now, I actually, what maybe you guys can give me some advice here. This is this is my big money lead, um, and I got to try to figure out what to do here. I only get 15 moves for the whole entire year, and I've already got 11 moves. So I can't. I don't want to make too many more roster issues because if I make it to the playoffs, and it looks like I am right now, I'm in fifth place. Um, but I've got the most points scored in the whole entire league. I've really had people like. I'm always like the second highest scorer, and I just happen to be playing the guy scoring the highest. But that look generally tends to even out. But I got to make a move here because I had McManus and Denver, and both are on by this week. So I, I picked up Atlanta for my defense, and I dropped um, I dropped Booby Dixon, who was filling in for Lashawn McCoy, who's healthy now. Um, but on the bench right now, I've got Emmanuel Sanders, Chris Johnson, Delaney Walker, Devontae Adams, and Jameis Winston. Now this is also a keeper league. So I don't really know what to do here, who to drop uh, for my kicker. I mean, I, I guess I could just drop McManus, but that guy is kicking for Denver who is, you know, kicking a bunch of field goals and the air is thin up there and you get more points for longer field goals. So I don't know if I should just put in a waiver claim on him next week. What would you guys do? Well, I mean, what's your I, record? I would... Record's ahead, three and three right now. You're three and three? Forget yep. about it. Start playing. Start playing FanDuel and fantasy fantasy uh, DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> well, my man, I'm actually I'm in fifth place here. Um, I'm actually, you know, I've got like I said more points than almost everybody in the league. So, and uh, there's there's nobody undefeated in this league. So I'm only two games out of first place here. Um, and my like I said, my team is always scoring really high. So I'm definitely in this one. Um, and this is this is the the league that it's like impossible for me to ever do well in. So I'm excited about it. I, I had two keepers really late in the draft, Emmanuel Sanders and and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and they've both been playing really well for me so far this year. So I'm I'm excited about it. But I'm thinking I'm probably just going to go ahead and drop McManus and see if I can put in a claim on him next week. Um, but I you know th- there's not there's not a great kicker out there. Um, why don't you guys oh. tell me who, what you guys think about these kickers? Because, you know, as far as kicker goes, it's a big deal, man. Kickers can make or break you, man. You know, I, I'm, I got guys here. Let's see. Who's, who's got the most points so far? Robbie Gold, but he's on by this week. Uh, Cairo Santos from KC. You know, Chan, Chandler Catanzaro. Uh, did Arizona already have their bye week? I don't remember that now. Uh, I don't think they have. Ah, see, that's the thing. I don't want to pick up another. I don't want to have to make another move for a kicker. I've only got four moves left. I'm running low. Oh man. Oh, you know what? Uh, New Orleans had their bye week already, right? Oh, David. Mm, nope. I didn't study for this test, man. You guys got to know the answers here. While Doctor Ray is uh, searching for a kicker, why don't I, David? 
what do you think about FanDuel, man? The other day I witnessed in front of my face someone win a few thousand dollars uh, on, on like, the last play of a game, uh, and he had only bet, like, a couple of bucks. What, what do you think about FanDuel and all these uh, fantasy draft kings and, and, like, these quick uh, one-day games or week games? Have you, do you, are you into that? I'm just starting to, like, really pay attention to it. Like, in the last few months, you know, I've been monitoring it. I've been talking to a lot of people about it. You know, I'm, like, trying to gather as much information before I finally put some of my own money down. But, I mean, it, it, I get the appeal of it. You know, you can play for a dollar. You can play for $20. You know, it's really up to you. And even the guys who play for a dollar, I mean, it's like you're, you're not just entering a game against, like, a 12-team league you're going into a game with, like, hundreds or thousands of people. So, you know, even though you're putting in a dollar, if you end up finishing first and having the most points, you could win, you know, a decent chunk of change. So, you know, I, I definitely get the appeal. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, when the poker boom first started and everybody was going on the poker website and playing all the different money sit and goes and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I definitely see why so many people are into it. Um, uh, as, you know, and I don't know if you guys heard about the lawsuit where like some of their employees were doing some some insider stuff. Uh, I believe that uh, they were using some kind of program to put like way more entries in than anybody else, and like I believe there was some swapping of information. So uh, now they're getting sued by a bunch of uh, a bunch of people who were playing who were pissed off that they got cheated, and the lawsuit was filed uh, here in Miami. So it's like. Oof. You know, I wonder if that's going to have any kind of uh, impact on what's going on with these leads, you know, becoming a huge thing now. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, my yeah. whole thing is, you know, I, I think it's out. time to get in there. It's time to get in there. Yeah, it's time to get in there now, I mean, I think, because, I mean, literally everywhere that I look is FanDuel. Everywhere that I look is DraftKings. I mean, it's it's all over everything. I think Major League Baseball even, even owns a little part of DraftKings or – uh, Fanduel, one of them. Either way, but I did I did hear about that, and I saw that they did outlaw their employees from playing um, on the competitor sites. So like there was guys from Fanduel playing on DraftKings and vice versa, um, and winning some money apparently, as you mentioned, um, and then releasing information early and that kind of stuff. So um, you know, as shady as that is, I think that man, if you can, you know, it, it's kind of like the stock market, you know, it's, it's a little bit of luck and it's a little bit of, you know, foreshadowing and knowing a little bit of about matchups and stuff. But, hey, man, maybe we can have a dan- uh, daily fantasy, a little DFS uh, segment here as well too and talk about what, what could be some, some good picks for the week uh, coming up because I'm thinking I'm, st- I'm going to start to get into that a little bit as well too. Um, maybe we can do a uh, daily fantasy listeners league here again on the hot corner as well too. Again, all just ideas. Things always being born here on the hot corner. But, uh, David, why don't you give us, before we wrap things up here, we only got a Actually, I think we're already over, but let's go ahead and keep it moving. Uh, why don't you give us something to look for this week in the game uh, with the Finns? What, what, what's your, you know, what are you going to be watching this week um, to see, you know, what kind of a change the Dolphins have made so far with, with the coaching difference? Uh, I'm going to be watching the lines. I'm going to be watching the O-line and the D-line, and I want to see if Miami's going to continue to try to pound the rock and I want to see how the O-line with the tight ends, I want to see how all the blocking goes and, you know, see if they can maintain. Because, like I was saying earlier, they have such a test against that Texans defensive line. 
and their and their front seven is no joke. So um, that's definitely an intriguing battle. And then on the other side, you know, are we going to see more of what we saw last week? Is the defensive line going to dominate and get four, five, six sacks? Is Cameron Waite going to look like the guy who won Defensive Player of the Month in 20, 2012, or is he going to look like the guy who had, you know, two tackles through the first four games? Um, and I feel like that's where the game's going to be won or lost with the Dolphins, is if the O-line plays well, they run the ball, protect Tannehill, the offense is going to move just like it did in Tennessee. And uh, if the D-line can get that same kind of pressure, then they're going to be in Hoyer's face. Hoyer is not a veteran, a savvy veteran. Now, David, um, before we let you go, I want to quickly touch on the Heat. Uh, they're about to play in about uh, countdown to tip-off on ESPN. It's six minutes, 20 seconds. Um, and you wrote about it on your Dwarf on Sports, which actually came out today. Check it out on the uh, cbslocal.com Miami Sports website, uh, Dwarf on Sports preseason heat reality check. Why don't you touch a little bit about what you saw with the heat and what you expect from them today and, and for the rest of the season? Um, yeah, I mean, basically I was just writing about – I was thinking about how everybody has been so pumped up about the heat and, you know, people are expecting a great season and the heat are going to step back into that, you know, top realm of the Eastern Conference. And they have this amazing-looking roster. And, you know, I, I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I was thinking about things like how they're relying so much on a bench that has really not been very proven, relying on guys like Gerald Green, who we're hoping he looks like he did a couple of years ago and not so much like he did last year. Um, you know, the backup guards, it's Mario Chalmers, who Heat fans have, you know, wanted to punch their couches over him for years, or Tyler Johnson going to step up what's Amari Stoudemire's role going to be. And then you've also got guys coming into camp out of shape and injured, like Hassan Whiteside and Goran Dragic, two members of the amazing starting five that the Heat are going to be putting out. You know, Dragic has been really huffing and puffing, trying to get back in shape because instead of training during the offseason, he decided to just kick it at home with uh, his wife, who's having a baby. Um, so, you know, for the first time in his career, this guy spent the summer not really doing anything, and now he's suffering for it. And then Whiteside gets the calf injury, he misses training camp, misses the first four preseason games. He's clearly not going to be in the same kind of game shape as the rest of his teammates. So right off the bat, you got two of your starting five that could be coming into the season at much less than 100%. And, you know, there was just a couple of other things that I was looking at. And basically my thing was the Heat definitely have potential to be, you know, a top two or three team in the Eastern Conference this year. But you've got to make sure that a lot of things go your way. You've got to make sure that the bench is going to be able to provide those quality minutes. You got to be able to count on Wade not missing more than you know his usual, hopefully 15, no more than 20 games. Bosch not getting hurt. Luol Deng, you know, being just as consistent as he was with the defense last year. Now, can everything certainly can happen, and uh, I'm hoping that it does. But I'm basically just temper your expectations. Be aware that there's a lot going on, and uh, you know, hope for the best. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think tempering expectations for Miami fans, I think, is something that, you know, needs to be done in every single sport. I mean, look at the Marlins this year, you know. Oh, we're going to be amazing. Uh, last place. Uh, look at the Dolphins. <laughs> we're going to have the best team. We're going to win the AFC East. Uh, not so much. We fired our coach five games into the season. Um, and now, you know, we got the Heat. You know, I'm not being trying to be a downer here, but I think, like you said, temper the expectations. You know, let's not say, hey, we're going to be number one in the East or we're going to go to the finals. 
But let's say, you know what, we got a we got a good chance here. We got a solid squad, we got some veterans, we got some young guys, we got you know, Justice Winslow, you know, we got some guys here that, that can make something happen if they can gel. Um, and, and, you know, let's be there and let's support them, but let's not b- get pissed when we realize, hey, maybe they're not, you know, the best team in the East just yet. Maybe they'll grow into it. But, um, you know, let's temper expectations, I think. And, and so that's a great point, Dave. Um, and, and that's the kind of stuff that you guys can, can uh, get, you know, w- with the uh, Dwork on Sports uh, column over there. So definitely go and check them out. Uh, why don't you go ahead and remind everybody again where they can check you out. Um, and then we'll go ahead and we'll get this thing all wrapped up and put a bow on it, and we'll get ready for next week. Yeah, cool, Dr. A. Um, you can see me on uh, cbsmiami.com. Just click on the sports page, and, uh, you know, all of our content will be right there. There's a link to the Dwork on Sports blog. And you can also follow me on Twitter, at David Dwork. Recently verified, very proud of myself for that. And, uh, you know, I tweet out a lot of the articles there and uh, a lot of other South Florida sports stuff. Awesome, awesome. Guys, check them out for sure. Uh, Manny, I know that you want to go ahead and you want to play your outro, man. So let's go ahead and, and let's play it, and then we'll wrap up the show right after this. All right, Dr. A. Hey, Dave, thanks, brother. And uh, thanks right, again for all you That was our very own Sports Dwarf, bringing you all the sports news and entertainment you need. Thanks again for listening in. We hope you enjoyed Sports with the Sports Dwarf, David Dwarf. Now, don't be a real dork. The show's not over. Keep listening. Here are Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III. I'm so ashamed of both of you, man. I am so ashamed, man. How could you guys? Why is that? Hey, the Heat are the best team in the East. They're the best team in the NBA no matter what. It doesn't matter. What's wrong with you guys, bro? It's it's amazing. Hey, it's amazing. I, can't, I, cannot, I can't even stand you guys right now. Hey, man, listen. We're not saying they're not, and we're not saying we don't love them. We're just saying let's just, you know, we let's just don't, you know, say that they're going to win the East right off the bat, man. The same, you know, because otherwise, what's going to happen? You're going to get all depressed, and you're going to be like, "Oh, I can't believe I was a Heat fan, and now they suck, and now I don't want to even." Um, hey, we're the Bronzers. Another NBA yeah, you know, ambition. We're going to win it all, man. What's wrong with you guys? And it all starts all right, tonight now, we'll against the Wizards. All right, all right. Well, yeah, tune in, guys. Watch the Heat. Always support your local fans. want to thank uh, your local sports, excuse me. Uh, you guys are the fans, and uh, hopefully you're fans of our show here as well, too. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Dr. Ray T, at ISPSO, at Manuel Ferrero, and at David Dwork. Um, give us a shout. want to thank Jen Holt for coming on the show tonight from We Are War Paint. Um, and, again, you know, guys, we'll be back next week with more great stuff. Uh, tune in next week on the Hot Corner, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, everybody, have a great one. Be well. Enjoy football. Take it easy on the beer and the wings. Get some exercise, and we'll see you next week on the Hot Corner. Thanks, guys. You've just heard the The Hot Hot Corner Corner Show. Show.
on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with a softball-playing chiropractor and official chiropractor of ISPS, Dr. Ray Tolmos, and commissioner of international slow-pitch softball, Manuel T. Ferrero III. Remember to follow the show and hosts on Twitter and Facebook at ISPSO at D-R-R-A-Y-T. We hope you enjoyed the show and invite you to listen in to Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III each and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the International Slow Pitch Softball Radio Podcast Channel at ISPSRadio.com. I don't mean to be so uptight But my heart's been hurt a couple times By a couple guys that didn't treat me right I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie Alexa, play Meant to Be Okay If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be Baby, just let it be If it's meant to be With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.